What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday morning. It's Joe here, back with the Everything Ema podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. It is a beautiful day where I'm at, and I hope nothing less than for you. Before we get into things here, let me say, if you're interested in the show, if you've watched a couple of times, even if this is your first time checking it out, a new shipment of Heartland College Sports koozies has officially come in, and we are excited to start shipping them out to anyone who likes, reviews, rates the show, gives us a five-star rating, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at. I know there might be a couple more platforms, but wherever you're at, go ahead and consider reviewing the show, rating it, and once you do, be sure and screenshot that. Send it over to Pete Mundo, that's M-U-N-D-O, on the Heartland College Sports official website. You can also find him on Twitter. He's got the hookup, and he will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie, and it's going to keep your beers cold all summer. I mean, there's nothing worse than a warm beer, but let me say, out in the sun, how about a freezing cold, ice-cold beer? I mean, there's a few things in life that are terrible. Hot beer's got to be one of them. Keep that thing cold with an official Heartland College Sports koozie. We've got a lot to talk about today, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us here and joining in and listening to the show. It's the offseason. It is. And there's a lot of things to talk about with the conference. K-State specifically, I'm going to give you my two cents here. We're in the middle of the most unique offseason in K-State basketball history. Football, I gotta be honest, it's been pretty self-explanatory. We won the Big 12, we're re-gearing, we're ready for the next season. That's where we're at. Mm. However, basketball. When you see college basketball being played, every single roster in the entire world seems to have a national championship in their house if it were given away in June. If June 1st you gave away a national championship trophy... There might be 80 trophies given out every year. I mean, come on. Every time someone hits the portal, every player is interested in them. Every time a player enters the transfer portal, a new report breaks. Okay, these guys are interested. These guys are interested. We want them here. We want them here. No, no, no. We want them. Don't you ever just say, ah, there's a lot of moving pieces here. There's a lot of moving pieces in the transfer portal. And with today's report, there's going to be a lot more moving pieces. I'll show you a video clip here later on talking about the situation But let me just say, guys, full disclosure, I've been getting real tired of the transfer portal and everybody moving around, everybody doing their thing. And I'm not advocating for people just to stay and play basketball wherever they're at. But we have got to have something to break up the madness a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, spring football games are a thing with most major universities for football. We need something for basketball. I don't think a summer basketball game is the perfect idea here based off the fact that most rosters are still incomplete. But man, I am looking for something to split it up, to split up the action of saying, well, I appreciate the offer. This is where I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to do and blah, blah, blah. God first, God bless. Don't you get tired a little bit of that? You see the same report on a daily basis. Kid from, you know, division two school averaged 23 points a game. Now he's going to St. John's or kid from major division one school. Didn't get enough play time. Now he's going to another name just for the brand. It's just been frustrating to me a little bit the last couple of weeks. And I don't mean to say that it's a bad thing or it's bad for the sport, but So many people have opinions on the NIL, and I feel like I can tote mine here a little bit. You know, I can jump in and just kind of say, it's exhausting, and I'm interested to see what you guys think about it. In the past, the portal hasn't been this big of a deal. Like, it hasn't been how you win games, how you reconstruct your roster. You know, usually it's internal development, it's incoming freshmen, and and there's a lot more hype about the people that are committing to your university early on. The other side of the coin has shown this year, there's a record of 3,000 players across all of college basketball who have entered the transfer portal. That's unbelievable to think about. You get 12 guys on a roster, 3,000 kids are doing the Cupid shuffle to a different university. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's terrible. 
I love the guy we got in. I, I love Tyler Perry. He's from North Texas. Fits that description. Smaller school, joins a big Division One university after averaging a ton of points. There's just a set track of how things happen, and I think it's time we flip that around. I don't know how exactly or what's going to change, but my patience has just been sort, starting to wear thin in terms of the transfer portal. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but I know that it's something I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks and wanted to talk about here just, just how quickly I've been losing interest. I mean, we need something outside of just like big commitment. All right, who's next? You know, it's the short-term memory of the offseason that I'm seeing, and that's what's really interesting to me. Now, I don't know if any of that really makes that much sense, but I do know this. K-State still is going to participate in the portal. They're still going to get guys in the building. And we've got a new development. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a three-way on our hands. And no, 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 not, that's not what I mean. Before you start thinking that, uh, no, no, not what I mean. We've got a three-way recruitment of players all involved in what I've loosely branded as the domino theory. Now, the domino theory. I'll give you a quick background. I want to let you know I did make a YouTube video on this topic earlier in the week. I'm going to play a clip of that so I can recap it up real quick and then jump back in. But let me give you a quick recap just over the theory itself. There's a lot of players in the portal that are still great players. There's three names that are all interlinked together. One from Tennessee, Olivier Kamwa. In the week off, he visited K-State. That's important for later. The second name, Arthur Kaluma. Great player from Creighton, NBA draft process guy. He's a young sophomore. Guy's got a lot of upside. The third player, Grant Nelson. A super tall, six foot ten unicorn. He has dribble packages like a guard, but he's also like the height of Wilt Chamberlain. The guy can move all around the court. He is an absolute gem that everybody wants in the transfer portal. That's what people want. However, the interesting nugget here, they are all three interconnected in the recruitment processes. From what I'm hearing, there's sources out there confirming it, and while it's never 100%, it's never guaranteed, this is what I had to say in the video. I talked about the process a little bit. Let me play that clip now, and I'll jump back in with some reaction here. Start with Olivier Kamwa. Goes to Manhattan, takes a tour, visits, doesn't end up going to Manhattan, and basically from today's reports, he's out on K-State. He's only in on West Virginia and I think Baylor's or two other Big 12 schools. I'm not going to chalk that up to too much immediately, but stay with me here. The next player in this cycle, Arthur Kaluma. Arthur Kaluma has three different, four different schools interested in him. He's toured a place like Kentucky, and he basically didn't like it or whatever Whatever happened. He didn't go to Kentucky, basically. The names that I'm seeing are associated with, with him. K-State, Alabama, Texas Tech, and I think there's a fourth one, but I forget off the top of my head. Not important for the story. The main ones to focus on, K-State, Alabama. Jump forward, Grant Nelson. Just set up a tour with Alabama, He's a massive name in the portal. Basically, every team wants him, and if they don't have him, they're going to be bummed out. That's how it goes. This is the biggest player left in the portal. NBA prospect, NBA dude. He's a unicorn of a player, six foot ten, but has handles like a guard. He's the dude everyone wants. He goes and tours Alabama. I think that's his first option. And there's another tweet from Trilly Donovan, shout out Trilly again, saying that Alabama's all the way in on Grant Nelson. That's the gist. That's where they're putting all their eggs in that basket, and we'll see what happens from there. If Nelson goes to Alabama, I think this is why it's connected. I think Arthur Kaluma, his first pick is Alabama. He wants to be with Alabama. However, there's reports saying that he might set up visits. K-State was included in that list. Texas Tech was included in that list. Two Big 12 schools right there. I think Kaluma's first pick is Alabama. I really do. But as a young guy, he's a sophomore. He's a big name player. He was also involved in the NBA draft process. And I'll talk about him specifically a little bit later on. He wants to go to Alabama in my mind. If Grant Nelson goes there, I don't think he goes there. You don't want to just transfer somewhere and wait a year or transfer somewhere and not be the guy. 
part of me thinks that the reason he's waiting and announcing these other spots are backup plans. Hate to say it, I think K-State is a backup plan at this point. I could be wrong. This whole theory could be wrong. If Grant Nelson goes to Alabama, I think that's where a player like Arthur Kaluma could come to K-State and say, this is where I want to be. So question, why do we think the door shuts so quickly on Olivier Kamwa? Maybe there was some behind-the-scenes talk of, hey, if I go here, I want to be the dude. I want to be the guy. Please don't be interested in any other forwards. I don't know if you could say that as a player and get away with it. I don't know if that's the guy you'd want. But just in theory, say, you know what? If I'm coming here, I would like to be the guy. This is my time. I've earned it, blah, 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 whatever. And don't, you know, I'm just putting words out there. I'm not saying this is what he said by any means, so take this with a grain of salt. What if he hears back from Tang and says, you know what? We're going to try to get better no matter what position it is. Because that sounds like a Tang answer is, we're going to take the best player available. If we can get a good player here, we're going to go for him. With that information, Kama would then immediately say, you know what? Forget these guys. That's not what I want to do. Baylor, I know West Virginia just recruited everybody and landed just about everybody. But what if he goes to Baylor, who is really desperate for players right now? We don't know if Jalen Bridges is coming back. Adam Flagler, I think, is going to the NBA draft. There's a bunch of dudes that are bouncing around. I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that, but they've lost a lot of dudes. LJ Cryer's gone. He's going to Houston. Keontae George in the NBA draft. They've lost a lot of key players. I think Kamwa goes and says, you know what? I want to be the guy. Baylor says, you can be the dude. It's all you, man. Here's the keys. Be that guy. I think that's a real possibility. K-State might not have given him that opportunity. I think this theory could work out to the point where we see the Creighton forward, Arthur Kaluma, end up in Manhattan. And it's no guarantee. I'm not saying that they're boxing out Texas Tech either. I think they equally have a good enough shot with Kaluma. But we're going to have to see what happens with Grant Nelson. I think Nelson is the first dude. When that domino falls, we should see a lot more news break for K-State. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, the dominoes are falling. The dominoes are falling off the table. We've got stuff to talk about on that front. And I know I just went on a little bit of a rant saying, you know what, the transfer portal's a lot. It's a lot of garbage. That's not always the case. It's just been how I'm feeling lately. And then the new news came in. And then everything's been alleviated. Every one of my issues has been alleviated. That's the one good thing about the portal, is the short-term memory. I know I said it was a bad thing. It's equal sides of a double-edged blade. You know, if we miss out on a guy, well, okay, there's going to be another name in his spot tomorrow. But the other side of that coin is we land a guy and we're all stoked. All right, who's next? And we forget about that first guy. It's just a lot to deal with. However, let me speak on the dominoes front. That term I mentioned in the video, the domino theory, has kind of taken on a little bit of its own thing. And I'm not entirely sure how, but I do want to give a shout out to Derek Young, works for 247 Sports, is one of the reporters for K-State. I posted that video at 8.30, and I can't confirm if the guy's seen my video or anything, but I, I think it's too convenient for him not to have seen it and commented the way he did. He finds a post about Grant Nelson, right? This tweet comes from Tim Watts. Top Hoops Portal target Grant Nelson didn't make it to Baylor for his visit Monday, but he's expected to be in Tuscaloosa for Tuesday. Then, immediately, Derek Young responds in only one word. Dominoes, period. Dominoes. The branding. It's taken off. In case you need another example of this, and I'll explain what this means for K-State. Cole Carmody, a guy who works for Go Power Cat, also had something to chime in with the Domino's thing, posts a GIF in response to the same tweet with the Domino's falling into one another. Like, you set up the Domino's, you make the little track, that's what we're seeing. Cole highlights it by saying, best case scenario for K-State, Nelson chooses Alabama over Arkansas, Kamwa chooses Baylor. That would leave the door open for Arthur Kaluma and the Wildcats. He does say the transfer portal is anybody's guess, though, which is some pure wisdom. I mean, nobody knows what the heck's going on in terms of the transfer portal, but that's the three-way on our hands, guys. Maybe we should think of a better branding thing for that either way as time goes on. But at the moment, that's what we're dealing with. We've got a three-way of transfers, whichever way you want to treat it. we got to figure out which one's going to be in Manhattan, which one's not. 
Let's see what happens, man. The portal is so inconsistent. You never know what's quite going to happen. But I did want to tell you guys that, so I give you something to look ahead to, because I know that while it is the offseason, and there's not a ton of storylines going all the time, we all need a little bit to look forward to. So if it, if it makes you feel better to look forward to Arthur Kaluma potentially joining the Wildcats, I'm more than happy to talk about it. And the dude can play. He's going to be a great fit in Manhattan either way. Genetic freak, athlete guy. He's ready for the big leagues either way. I think if he takes a stop in Manhattan, plus, let's, let's keep in mind, he's only a sophomore. He at least joins K-State with two more years of eligibility. He's got time to grow and develop and stay with the Cats for a while if he should choose to. You never really know. A lot of times these type of players go to the NBA. But I think it'd be awesome to see Kaluma stay with Manhattan if we get him there. I mean, we have to get him there first. Now, as we're winding down here, we've got about five minutes left to talk. I want to hit some general Big 12 stuff with you. Because there is a lot of smoke and mirrors going up every which way with reports breaking of expansion every single hour on the hour. I mean, it's like a carnival ride at this point. You know, someone goes around the circle, they say one thing, the next time they're back around, they say a different team, third team. Like, it's been to the point where just yesterday alone, we saw reports from Barry Trammell. We saw reports from Brett McMurphy, Action Network Brett McMurphy. And then we also saw guys like John Rothstein all talking about the idea of expansion. Pegging teams like UConn to join the Big 12. Gonzaga to join the Big 12. Colorado's been talked about rapidly. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah fans for some reason. I mean, there's been a chunk of people all mentioning, hey, the Big 12 might expand again. And let me give you my two cents on the topic. The more teams here that can contribute to the overall strength of the conference, the better. You know, I don't really want to see us bring it in like Oregon State, or I don't want to see us bring it in Washington State University. Like, that's just not going to help us as a conference. But a team like Colorado, with Deion Sanders as the head coach, one of the most captivating sports personalities in the entire country, pairing with the innovation of Brett Yormark, I mean, that's a dream to think about. That is. These dudes can figure it out and get to the next level as a conference. And I know that there's been a lot of rumblings from Brett Yormark talking about, hey, there's this idea. Let's decouple basketball and football. The way it's worked in sports media for a long time is football is the A product, basketball is the B product. So if ESPN wants to spend, let's say, half a billion dollars to own all of the football product for the Big 12 Conference, in the past, commissioners have just thrown in basketball as an add-on. Like, yeah, yeah, if you give us $600 million, we'll give you basketball. It's never been a separate thing. For the first time, the Big 12 Conference is strong enough now to decouple that and get separate media rights deals for basketball and football. I think that's a real possibility. And if you get to a point where you bring in the national champion UConn Huskies or Gonzaga, the Bulldogs who have been great every year, the conference just takes another step forward. I mean, we're close to having one seeds in every part of the bracket. And I know there's a lot of arguments saying, well, the Big 12 would beat each other up. It doesn't matter to me that much in that sense. Wouldn't you want an opportunity to have 10 quad one wins in one season? Wouldn't you want that opportunity? And I know it's never guaranteed, but like, think about this. Teams that have been top three seeds in the last five years, you could name everybody in the bracket, except for what, maybe Oklahoma, I think? I mean, you think about this year alone. You had Baylor, you had Texas, K-State had a great run. Kansas had a good year. Everyone in the conference seems to have that next step. West Virginia was like a seven seed, I think. Oh, Iowa State was good. TCU was good. And then you get another team like Houston coming in, who was a one seed in their bracket. The Big 12 has a chance, especially if they add UConn, to have, what, four one seeds in one division? While I don't think that'll actually happen, it's a possibility that we're entertaining right now. And I think I am biggest on the board to say this. If I want schools to come in, I'm not just a football guy, and I'm not just a basketball guy. 
There's reports that have come in saying UConn would be an all-sports deal rather than just like, oh, we're only in the Big 12 for basketball. We're not going to mess with football. You join the conference you're in for good. With all your sports, I'm all in on UConn. If Gonzaga joins, I'm, I'd rather have UConn than Gonzaga, but I'd be okay with it either way. My personal favorites would be UConn and Colorado. That's the two I want to see. Or even Arizona. Arizona, another great basketball school, good football school. They'd make the conference better on both fronts. But the way it's set up right now, we're not going to be the biggest division in football. However, Brett Yormark's vision is to take what the SEC has done with football and make that the Big 12's brand of basketball. We're already there. We've already made the best basketball conference in the question, without a doubt. Some people in the Big East to tell you differently, but like, that's just the way it goes. Those, the, the East Coast bias is a little bit there, but the Big 12 conference is the best basketball conference in the world, and it's only going to get better. If these expansion tra- talks come true, it's only going to get better. I'll keep you updated on that front either way, but let me say thank you guys so much for listening today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to the Everything Emaw podcast and get to talk and listen to some different thoughts about the Wildcats and their different situations. We're back every week. If you're interested in checking out another episode, go ahead and consider rating the show, reviewing the show, wherever you get your podcasts at. Once again, we will get you that Heartland College Sports Koozie to keep all the beers cold this summer. Once again, have a wonderful day. I hope everything is going well in your world. Thank you so much for listening, and go Cats!